Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live at Love Walk. And I'm your host, Lila Winston. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to today's Bible study. I pray that you're well and God is blessing in your life. And I also pray that you are putting God's word into practice. As you know, we come together to read in the word of God so that we can apply it in our lives and also so that we can accomplish the purpose of our lives. And I want to uh, go into this Bible study. It's really, you know, it was eye-opening for me, you know, as I was doing the study. Um, a couple of things just jumped out to me and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't see this years ago. Um, but either way, um, grab your Bible. We're going to go into the word of God and we'll get started. Okay, so um, our anchor text is actually going to be in Titus. It's going to be Titus chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. So um, let's go ahead and get started. That being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. And I'm going to read that again. That being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. And so it's a very short uh, set of uh, scriptures, but I think there's a really a lot of meat here that we kind of overlook sometimes. And what I want to bring us to in this text is the part he says, um, he says, maintain good works. I think that's really important. Um, we can pull from the scripture that the apostle is saying, maintain good works. What does that mean? Continually do the work that is good. And good works are both profitable and good to men. This is something that's really important. He says that in Titus chapter 3, verse 8, as we read, he says, these things are good and profitable unto men. And so we've spoken about the goodness of God in other Bible studies, and particularly recently in the Bible study that's called Why Eve. So God wants good for you, and he also wants good for the household of faith, but God also wants good for all men. And so God says that such good works are profitable. They profit people well, regardless of whether they are believers or not. The good works of God and his children benefit all people. That's something you should know. It isn't a whatever good that you do. It's not just going to benefit believers. It's not just going to benefit the household of faith. It's going to benefit all men. As a matter of fact, in Titus 3 and 8, in verse 8, it literally says, these things are good and profitable unto men. He doesn't make a specification of which group or where or what they believe in. So believers, you have to understand this as a believer, that the good works that you do is going to bless people regardless of whether they 
are believers or not. People will be the recipients of whatever good that you're doing in the world. Someone is going to benefit from it. Um, and I think that's something we have to keep in mind. Um, there was actually a, um, there's a story in the Bible. I really wish I had, you know, thought of it, but I'm just thinking about it now where there was a woman who heard about the, um, a, a prophet and she said, you know what? I perceive that you're a man of a God. And she actually set up a place for him. She said, whenever you're in town, you can stay here as long as you want. You want to, she set up a little place for him and whatever. And she provided and did all of that. God blessed her with the son, of course, after she did that. But that's because the works of God bless people. And when she realized this, she started seeing blessings in her life. So I, I'm not even sure that this woman was even like a believer you know, you have to go back and read the story, but blessings come into your life because of that. And whatever good you do, it's going to bless others, period. And so we're learning that good works are important. It's important to do um, because we are a part of that, that doing good so that when evil abounds, good abounds that much more. So you want to continue to do good. You also want to trust because that scripture is telling us about good works, but these are two things that we really have to hold on. Remember that trust in good works are every believer's resting state. That's your resting state. It's your homeostasis. It's the two things we must do to remain in Christ. You need to do good and you need to trust God. Those are very important. And I'm going to show you in Psalms chapter 37, verse 3, it says, trust in the Lord and do good. And this is what it says specifically in that verse. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land and verily you shall be fed. And here's another one. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, that we were created for good works. That is why I say trust and good works are two things that we do as believers that you should constantly be doing. And now we're going to read Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. It says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. I want you to think about that. It's literally saying you were created for the purpose of doing good. That's powerful. See, God rewards those who diligently seek him, not those who simply do nice deeds. So it's not just that you do good deeds. That's important, but it's also that you trust him. These are two things we want to do. This is where the trusting comes in. God rewards people for trusting in him. And this is really the key I want to point out. Remember when God said, to Abraham, of what he said about Abraham, he literally said that it is because he believed. It was literally because he believed. He was rewarded because he believed. Let's look at Romans chapter 4, verse 3. It specifically states that. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So what that means is that simply by trusting in God, we see that a man that is just like us, Abraham, is rewarded just for believing. God will actually reckon and justify the books 
for you in your favor just because you trust in him. Wow, that is crazy. And I'm actually going to prove that because you guys know I don't like to say anything that's not there in the Bible. So for what, let's go ahead and look in Romans chapter four. We're going to read from three to five. It's going to be really clear for us. It says, for what saith the scripture, Abraham believed God and was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that works in works is the reward, not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that works not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. So simply by believing, not doing anything, not good works, not, you know, being nice, none of those things qualified Abraham. It was simply believing God. So trust Faith and believing are different ways the Bible describes the same concept. And in fact, these three words can help us better understand what God is asking of us as believers if we use them in concert. If you want to get the most accurate understanding of what God meant, go find the Hebrew equivalent of the Greek or the English word or the idea in the Bible. Greek and English words add unnecessary and sometimes erroneous meanings to Hebrew concepts. And I'll give you an example. You know, in our last Bible study, Why Eve, I talked about how the translation of the word woman or female had been translated to be wife. And while they used this word Isha uh, in Hebrew in various ways to actually translate that to mean God created him a wife, it confuses the idea and it gives us a different picture of what we think Eve is. And so I want you to understand that sometimes the translation can confuse you a bit. So life may require you to turn over tables sometimes like Christ did in the synagogue or say absolutely nothing as when he was questioned by the Sanhedrin or the people seeking to stone the woman found in adultery. But in either scenario, God wants you to come back to the homeostasis to do good and trust God. And as a note, I want to point something out. Sometimes doing good doesn't always look good. Like when Christ overturned those tables, or when the Hebrews marched into Canaan and kicked out the Canaanite settlers that had taken over their land, or even how Jesus refused to speak to the Sanhedrin. It is God who wants to rectify wrongs to make them good. You have to understand God wants to make wrong things, unfair things, bad things good. So it's important to understand God is always seeking good, even in a world that's spiraling into chaos. And sometimes good may require something to happen that doesn't always look good. Just because it doesn't look good, it's not pretty, it seems a bit, you know, uh, you know, troublesome or even destructive, like turning over the tables, it doesn't mean it's not working a good end. And if you can read in Proverbs chapter 27, verse five and six, the Bible says open rebuke is better than secret love. And that's because it's better to rebuke someone to help them to get back to good, to honorable conduct or behavior or to righteousness than being secretly in love with them and allowing them to spiral into you know, sin or bad choices. I remember my mom used to always quote that scripture. She used to say, open rebuke is better than secret love because your secret love can't do anything for anybody, but your open rebuke can. It can make them, it can call them call them up to be a better person, um, to take responsibility for something, to see themselves in a better way. So I think it's important for us to understand that sometimes 
God's good doesn't always look good, but it always works a good end. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, that the Lord is good to the just and the unjust by letting it rain on the just and the unjust. He is always seeking good. Now, some people prevent a lot of the good that God could do by doing wicked deeds or being unfair to others, but it doesn't stop a good and faithful God from being good and trying to do good for people. And we have to be like him. That is why we all must come back to that homeostasis, that state, that resting state of doing good. If you ever find yourself in a situation of anxiety or fear, anger, depression, jealousy, bitterness, or confusion, always remember where God wants you. He wants you back to trusting and doing good. Never forget that. The Bible says he will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is stayed on him. And so how do you stay in that perfect peace? That word stayed actually means lean or rest. And that's what trust is. You have to lean and rest your mind on God. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that this message blessed you. I hope you will take the time to read the scriptures in this Bible study. And you will also take the time to say, am I going back to my resting state, which is doing good and trusting God? Maybe something happens. There is a crisis, maybe something is going on. At the end of the day, always bring yourself back to your resting state to do good and to trust in God. Because if you're trusting in God, leaning your your mind and your faith and your hope on him, then you'll be able to sleep at night. You'll be joyful. God will show you what to do. You'll be able to get through the times when people don't understand that the things that you're doing are actually good And God will always show out for you. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that God blesses you. Don't forget you can support this ministry by um, supporting me at paypal.me forward slash L Winston. I'm sorry, it's Lila Winston, L-E-L-A-W-I-N-S-T-O-N all together. And you can also support me at Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash L Winston. You can also support directly here at uh, Anchor FM. And so I just want to encourage you also leave a message. If what I've said has blessed you, share the message. If you think it will be good for some someone, share the message and feel free to reach out to me. I will definitely contact you and respond to your message. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. Bye. Thank you for being a part of the One Love Live love walk bible study i appreciate you but perhaps you've stumbled onto this bible study and you're not yet become a believer i want to encourage you to take the time to accept the lord christ into your life i want you to know that if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that the lord jesus is lord that you will be saved if you can go ahead with me close your eyes and pray Oh Lord, I pray right now that you would forgive me of my sins. I will repent of my sins right now. That is, I will turn away from all the sins that I have done from before until now. And I want to seek to follow you. Lord, open my eyes and my heart to your truth. I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. And I accept the Holy Spirit as the comforter and guide in my life. Continue to lead me 
And I thank you so much for hearing my prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. If you prayed that prayer, then you are now a believer. And I want you to believe in your heart. And if you have a chance, reach out to me and let me know that you receive the Lord. There's ways that you can contact me if you look in the description of this uh, Bible study. And I look forward to hearing from you and helping you on your love walk. Don't forget to sign up for our devotional emails so that you can be encouraged in your faith and grow. God bless you.